0: welcome to sapphic survival guide where we are queer to answer your questions my name's cheyenne and i'm gina in class is now in session today we're going to be talking about situationships i have a feeling that you and i might have kind of different opinions on situationships have you ever been in a situationship gina Many. Yeah. No, I've had (laughs) a ton of situationships and
1: I found them to be very fun and very messy and definitely a thing of my past, but I can't help but smile so big when this topic even comes up because I just find it comical. Like, the messiness of it. I don't know. There's something (laughs) fun and
0: stupid about
1: situationships.
0: I saw a tweet the other day about situationships and someone was like, oh, my situationship? You mean my one year stand? And I was like, damn, that's so, so real. Not that I, uh, I've had maybe one situationship like last that long. Um, but most of mine have been very brief. they they're messy. Like I'll give you that, but I'm not a fan. I think they're painful and- (laughs) bad um I'm more of like a nester like marry me and put a ring on my finger kind of kind of person and yeah, situationships are the opposite of that yeah <laughs> exactly right um so how would you define a situationship because one of the first questions we have is actually what lines and boundaries define situationships versus actual relationships so I want to know what your definition was
1: Okay. So I like how they said something about lines and boundaries, because I Mm -hmm. feel like that often is very blurry in situationships. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the point. So the way that I, I mean, we don't need to describe a relationship. Like you're committed to that person. You both know what's going on. You've defined, I'm assuming the relationship, Mm -hmm. a situationship. You're not at that point. So like, you know, we're something but I'm not really sure what we are. Or maybe you are sure what we are, but it's not it's not a relationship, but it's not nothing. You're doing something intimate. It doesn't have to be full-on sex, but you're doing mm-hmm. something intimate. Even if it's just sleeping at each other's house or I don't know, there's something that is extra about that friendship, making it a situation, hence the term situation-ship. Mm-hmm. My situationships have all looked a little bit different and had their own lines and boundaries, but mm-hmm. a lot of them got crossed
0: all the fucking time. Great, That's example. like the whole thing of a situationship is like crossing the bound. Like you don't know yeah. where anything is. So it's like, let's just like hurt each other's feelings all the time. But okay, continue. I
1: think that's why you get hurt and things are messy because it's not as mm-hmm. laid out and it's not as like clear to be like, this is what my expectations are. This is what... Mm-hmm our agreement is. This is how often I want to communicate. This is whether or not I'm okay with other people. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. So like I had, I had a situation ship in college. Um, his name was Chris, shout out Chris. And we were besties with benefits, but like we'd get jealous when we would hook up with other people. Mm-hmm. And like, we weren't even not obvious about it. Like we were both very obviously not happy mm-hmm. when the other person would even like joke about hooking up with other people and like we but we weren't but we weren't ready to date each other and to be yeah. honest I don't we didn't want to date each other yeah you know we had my ex on an episode back in uh back in June technically we were in a situationship we weren't mm-hmm. technically in a relationship. I feel comfortable referring to them as my ex because I'm pro relationship, but I don't know that aim would refer to me that way unless I, until I had done it first, but we were together for like eight months, but we, but it wasn't very defined. And the rules were a lot of like ebb and flow and changing. Cause like, I didn't want to be exclusive and I was moving and all these other things. And mm-hmm. so like situationships could be, really short and they could just be something that like you hook up with a little bit and it kind of seems like maybe someone is going somewhere but it kind of fizzles and then, like you can say like yeah we had a ship, but it didn't go very far but I've seen situationships last way long I've been in situationships that mm-hmm. lasted months and that's I was gonna say like what's the
0: longest you've been in one
1: consecutively or like without just like because like in in, both so aim was probably aim was probably my longest situationship in one in like in one long spurt because it was like yeah like eight months in a row Mm -hmm. but there were there's this one there's a couple guys really from my friend group in high school where like I'm talking like Eight to 10 years went by, and just like On every time we'd see each other, we'd like hook up. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go as far as calling them situationships, but they're also like maybe friends with benefits, not just mm. a, like maybe that's the, the line where um there wasn't any feelings really involved there. But then at one point we were kind of like, is there? We were like, should we progress to That's, that's a situation Yeah. I and think then if we there's were like, like well, maybe not. So that's, it's, it's so layered and it's not Mm -hmm. like clear, like this is what a situationship is. But if you're wondering like, what are we?
0: You're a situationship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you have to ask already, no, but please, please ask because even if you like define it as not defining it or whatever, that's still better than just like existing in a space of unknowns to me, at least, I guess some people like it, but. And there's two questions.
1: Why are they a thing and why do they hurt so much that I feel like I have a little bit addressed. They're a thing because people are kind of like not maybe ready to get into an actual relationship or they're more comfortable being non-committal. I think that sometimes situationships lead to relationships, but not always. They're a thing because of modern dating, but they hurt because you're not saying these are my boundaries and you can't cross them. You're kind of like letting people test those boundaries or you're saying like, it's fine, Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it when like you wouldn't be cool with it if it was a real relationship. Those are the reasons why people are not pro relationships or pro situationships because they're not, they don't always feel good when you can't clearly tell that person what I want Mm -hmm. and know that they care about you enough to actually
0: follow them because like in situationships there's like but you don't know that there's love right yeah there's there's something but there's not always respect which I think is the biggest thing and sometimes we put ourselves in situations or situationships uh where we're not like respected in the way we want to be or should be and you know we're like kind of chasing the highs and lows and It's messy. Um, Right. I actually looked up the, I don't know if this is like the definition of the situationship, but I looked up how someone defines it. uh, And the first thing that comes up on Google is... A situationship is a romantic relationship that lacks clear definitions or commitment. It's characterized by emotional intimacy, spending time together, and often involves a physical and sexual component. However, partners won't define their relationship, place it into a category, or set clear boundaries. Um, That's choosingtherapy.com, which is basically everything we just said. Yeah. I think confusion and like not knowing where you stand and not knowing how... Your actions are affecting someone, or vice versa, is just gonna like cause pain every time. And I think Mm -hmm. it can be good when you have a situation where boundaries are more clearly defined and be less painful and more fun. Uh, And I think more people should do that. But I think a lot of the time we want to be seen as like chill and cool and we're going with the flow and we don't care. Like, and doing that just like causes pain. So I think it's better to like talk about those things and look like you care a little bit more and care a little bit more because in the long term I think it's it makes for a healthier situationship which was a question that we got is there ever a good or healthy situationship and when do you know you're in one and I think it's good and healthy when it feels good for both of you and you can talk about things and set boundaries and respect each other and it's not just like this weird undefined respectless dynamic that feels like shit. I don't know. I think is there anything else that you would define as a good or healthy situationship? No, I do think the respect
1: needs to be there. So like when I talked about that guy, Chris from college or aim, like I respected them and I didn't want to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And there were guys that weren't those two individuals that I I wouldn't say I didn't respect them, but I definitely didn't care really whether or not they got hurt because Mm -hmm. they didn't care whether or not they were hurting me. There wasn't like a mutual Mm -hmm. respect, I guess. And that's where it got like messy and unhealthy and toxic. But if it's like, well, no, I'm I'm really not trying to hurt you. I'm just not. Like, especially with AIM, I'm just not in a place to commit. And like, AIM, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I'm talking about you so much. In this episode. <laughs> I'll give them a warning. Um, but it's like, I don't want to actually like my, where I'm at in life cause me to A, not get to have these experiences with you, but also B, like hurt you. That's not mm-hmm. fair for that to happen just so that I get to experience you. And I think that that's where the toxicity lies. Is that like a lot of times situationships are like, well, I want you, but I don't want to have to like commit and then be nice and do all the extra things. And that's, that's all the like unhealthy stuff. And it's like, that's all the bad. That's all the not good situationships. Like if you're in a healthy situationship or if you're in a good situationship, it should just be a lot of fun. And neither of you are really in in a place to commit like maybe Mm -hmm. you're in college and it's like, we're not trying to be, you know, tied down because we are freshmen. We just moved in three weeks Mm -hmm. ago. We might really like each other and really like having sex, but let's not like brush into some, you know, crazy romance where we're cutting ourselves off from this new experience. That's a great Mm -hmm. place to be in and be able to say to somebody, Hey, let's have some fun, but let's not, you know, but I think if you're able to define this is what I'm okay with and this is what I'm not okay with, Mm -hmm. that's where it's important. And that's sometimes hard to do with situationships, but if you want it to last and to not blow up in this like (laughs) dramatic way, just be like, um, a little bit of communication to just be like, Hey, is this cool with you? I know Mm -hmm. we're not really at this place where we're like anything serious, but I just want to make sure that. You're not going to be really pissed at me if you see me at this party doing X, Y, Z. I don't know. There's ways to go about it in a chill, non-committal way, but that's where it's good when like you, have it's fun and you're not in a place where you would rather it be a relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to put it all out there and say, this is what I can give and what I want to receive and all of that and give them the opportunity to opt in at any point and also opt out at any yep. point and yep. like. Have this like basis of friendship, so that it's not like you're completely out of my life. Uh, And I also think it's important that like, if your ideals for the situationship change, or like one person starts to catch feelings and the other person isn't in that place, like you have to either like take yourself out of the equation, or I I guess either way, you have to take yourself out of the equation because that's just gonna hurt both of you. And I I know that's easier said than done when you get into like. A rhythm with someone or you're used to having them in your life but I think that's like why it's important to be friends with people you're in a situationship with that it's not just like completely over if you stop the situation side of things because one person wants it to progress into something else and the other person wants it to stay the same or right. yeah dissipate um I don't know I think that there <laughs> are ways to do it but it gets messy very quickly And it's hard to navigate for sure.
1: Yeah. I think you have to be on the same page in terms of what you both want. And if you're not, it's like, well, are you going to progress to relationship? Or are you going to go back down to friendship? And somebody even asked, what's the best way to transition from situationship to friendship? And if you're in a situationship, to me, that's different from a friendship because something is intimate that's happening. So, if it's, if you want it to just be a friendship, like that stuff's gotta stop.
0: And Mm -hmm. you have to stop
1: prioritizing them. Like, I've seen this in some best friend, uh, man and women dynamics where they kind of treat them almost like a pseudo partner, and then they don't have like room for someone else because it's, they're not, Mm -hmm. they're not treating them like just a friend. There's a higher level to it. And Mm -hmm. so you have to like, think, am I giving this person special treatment? Am I doing things different than I would be doing with other friends? Like take a good friend example and compare it. Like, is this what I would be doing with this person? Is this how I would react if this person was going on a date? If you're less interested in that person and and you're the one who's just like, I just don't want this to be what it is. Like, then you have to set clear boundaries Mm -hmm. that they can't cross, that they understand that you're just friends. But like, like we said, situationships kind of don't have a lot of those clear cut boundaries. And when you go to friendship, you have to start putting them up. A lot of those are unspoken in friendships that never go past friendships. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to tell most of my friends, hey, we're not gonna make out because they're like, Yeah, thanks, Gina, we're just having a fucking dinner. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if we were doing something extra and that that has to change, then you do have to communicate new boundaries, mm-hmm. which can be hard, but that's how you then go to where they're gonna be in a friendship long term or or you know, if they can't respect those round boundaries
0: or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we've talked in the past about taking steps back from people and kind of like giving some space or I guess putting some distance in between you. Um, And I think it's important to be mindful of that, but also like doing that in a way that's like not boosting uh, because obviously that's going to fuck up the transition from situationship to friendship because it's you can't just like ghost in the middle. Um, that like right. is just gonna make things weird. Uh, so I think like taking a step back and yeah, placing certain boundaries or not being as involved but still maintaining some sort of dynamic would really be the best way to transition. And yeah. like Gina said, it's all it's all down to everything is down to communication, which we're all so bad at. <laughs> We're all awful at it, and it's, like, you have to practice and, like, get better and figure out how to communicate with different people, and it's, like, a never-ending fucking <laughs> process, but it's what's yeah. going to, like, help you in these scenarios. Um,
1: I do think I'm better at communicating after years of practice than I was at, like, you know, 22 or 23. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it comes, it comes with exposure to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so on the topic of setting these boundaries and having these conversations another question we got was what do you do when they want more than you do meaning a relationship but the sex is too good to quit.
1: That's so unfair in my mind mm-hmm. um and I get that like haha it's so funny like sex is too good but like um you're you know that that person wants more. And so mm-hmm. if you are saying i don't but i still want to have sex with you like that's um i don't want to be like so dramatic about this but like so you're using them for their body that
0: was my same thought like you're using yeah
1: right like you're very you're very much taking advantage of that person and honestly if they've made you aware that they want more they are telling you what they want. And if you're not saying that you don't want that and you're like taking those intimate parts, you're really being unfair to that person. Mm -hmm. Now sex means different things to different people. So like for me, it's definitely not as meaningful where like, even if I liked somebody and I was having sex with them and they were like, well, I don't really want to be with you though. I'd still be crushed emotionally, but then having sex with them again, is it going to like totally warp that for me the way that like somebody who's maybe demisexual, that's not going to be the case. And so like, I For I just think that's something like I'm aware of other people treating sex more significantly than I am. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a little detached at times. And I am very aware of like not wanting to make someone else feel uncomfortable, especially someone who's like felt uncomfortable in certain sexual situations, Mm -hmm. just like can't imagine making someone else feel not good. So Mm -hmm. like, I know you probably are just like joking and don't mean to like not be a good person but like if they're telling you I want more and you're saying like yeah 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 sure and but you really just want sex you're being mm-hmm. so unjust to that person and you need to like cut it off immediately or yeah. admit that maybe you like them and be in a relationship but like you can't keep just yeah like using them for your body it's hard to be tyrannic about it but that's how I view yeah. this
0: <laughs> I mean I have, I have the same thought and honestly like yeah, the sex is really good, but if they don't want what you want, which is they want a relationship, you don't want a relationship, there's going to be other people out there that are going to have just as good as sex with you that maybe you will want to be in a relationship with them. Maybe they also won't want to be in a relationship with you, and you can go have great sex with someone else, and they can go have great sex with the person they end up in a relationship with. Like, you you don't have to just, like, and you can
1: masturbate it forever.
0: Yeah, like, I, I, Get it but also it's it's just not fair and right there are better ways to like get good sex than by leading someone on we're very anti-leading people on here so just move on well on this topic somebody else asked
1: why don't people want to (laughs) commit anymore which i don't like i don't want to get into a big monologue about like society and instant gratifications but i do think like dating culture is very different Like, even um, when my grams talks about, like, her and my pop-up going on dates, like, it's Mm -hmm. that was, you know, like, the 50s. And it was so much more about wooing your woman. And I think that was even more of a culture in, like, the 80s and 90s where it was all about, like, making sure that your girl had, like, the flyest this, and the most blinged out that, and I, don't know how white I, sound, but I just think that like we've now gone into this like hookup culture, and people do think like situationships are more like recognized as normal than ever before, and people are more okay with living in kind of like gray areas because they're sometimes getting their needs and not realizing mm-hmm. that. They're sacrificing other needs. So, like, again, I don't want to go on like a whole tangent about things, but I just think that dating culture has evolved to really a non committal place to maybe always thinking the grass is greener. I think men are never held accountable for anything. So, there's so much like, I think in like hetero situationships, it's like, well, I could date you, but I'll cheat on you so I can be in a situationship with you and still hook up with other people. Cause we don't have to define things. It's like a little bit of a cop-out and those are the things that I don't think are good. Like, I think that situationships can be a good thing if you're just genuinely upfront that you're not in a place to commit. But mm-hmm. when people are like running from people who want commitment and then just stringing them along and breadcrumbing, that's, that's where I'm like, yeah, that's icky. And mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. Miss those like diner movie dates, you know, that the that the whole like <laughs> <sweat> <laughs> milkshake and you give can her still your do that. leather jacket.
0: <laughs> Put it over a puddle. We're gonna walk away. Right. Um, I really didn't have um many thoughts about this until you started talking, and then my mind started running and I started thinking about like, sex positivity and, like, moving away from, like, oh. Puritan values and, um, the availability of, like, birth control and all of these things that are combining to, like, make it so that you're not, like, 18 getting married to a man and having two and a half kids and having a house mm-hmm. that you're, like, taking care of. Um, and now we have a little bit more freedom um that they're trying to take away from us. But we have a little bit more freedom to like explore options. And it's not like as expected that you'll settle down and have kids immediately and be married to this one person forever, but then you get divorced 10 years in because you realize that you don't know them and you got married way right. to too young or whatever. But I you talking about that like made me think about it from that aspect. And I think that's the biggest reason people don't want to commit. And I think we're also moving away from like the heteronormativity and monogamy culture and not saying that people aren't still monogamous because I feel like a majority of people are but more people are embracing non-monogamy or exploring that and I don't know I think all of those things come into play for why people don't want to come in anymore but like for, like I always I've wanted to commit like I've never I mean there's people who I didn't want to commit to but I like have always mm-hmm. been like a relationship girly um and I think you need to find the other relationship girlies or relationship days or whatever um because there are people out there who want what you want it just yeah. takes some more searching to find and I also think that comes from like having so many more options with like social media and the way we connect with people and how many more people in the world we have access to. Like it's harder to commit because the options are so wide, but also there are people looking for what you're looking for. um, And you just have to like communicate that.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad that you just brought up, you know, social media and that kind of level of exposure um, because that really leads into my answer for this next question. (laughs) Why do I still think all of my happiness left with what could have been And I always think about how, again, not to like keep going back to like the era of the fifties dating or whatever, but like (laughs) prior to social media, when you broke up with that person, unless they went to the same places as you or your school, or you like had the same friends, like you didn't talk to that person or see what they're up to or like, watch their stories and like know all these intimate things about their life whereas like now if you especially in situationships because sometimes in relationships when it ends you're just like block by but in situationships since there's a little more ambiguous ambiguous you're still friends on social media and you can kind of see what they're up to and you can see how hot they look and all the pictures they're posting and you're kind of like well, that could have been my girlfriend. That could have been my partner. Like what we could have been so cute together. And like, I love going to the bookstore and I saw you were at a bookstore this weekend. And like, why aren't we like going to the bookstore together? And like, you know, and so I think that you're able to really paint pictures because you're given so much more insight into like where that person went without you. And I do think there's some truth to like out of sight, out of mind. And we don't always have that luxury with social media. And then on top of the layer of just pe- people being less committal. So there's always kind of like, well, what if we had just jumped in with, you know, two full feet? And I don't think it's good to live in like, what ifs, but I do think that that level of exposure allows us to think more of like, well, this is what life could look like. Cause I can see these pictures of them and their lifestyle and how I fit into it. And so it's, it's like a different mm-hmm. level of grief
0: mm-hmm yeah that's why I'm a big fan of just like blocking them and pretending like they don't exist anymore personally but <laughs> mostly mostly care sure. um not fully um, no that's but... sometimes though a good no, no no I know you're kidding but
1: sometimes that's a good <laughs> tactic not even just yeah. with relationships but even like friendships and things that like there's certain friendships where like could we exist online together sure but am I going to have anxiety every time I see that they've watched my story or that, you know, they commented on the same person's picture I did. Yeah. So I blocked them instead because yeah. why do I want to give myself added anxiety when I don't need to? And there's no need for that person to be watching my story. They don't need to know yeah. what my life is.
0: Yeah. They don't need to know what I'm doing. I don't need to know what they're doing. Um, And I also know, going back to this question though, about thinking about all of your happiness left or whatever, like, One, that's just not true. It didn't all leave. Like, things are going to make you happy. People will make you happy. Um, Obviously, it's easier to just, like, project all of your ideals onto this one person or scenario than it is to actually live it out. But, like, you have to think also about all of the ways your life could have been miserable with that person. Like, all of Mm -hmm. the way, like, even tiny ways that you just, like, would hate living with them or hate being with them or things you dislike about them or their life, like, there are also things that, like, could have ma- put you in, a, like, a way worse situationship, or situationship, situationship a way worse situation <laughs> than you are in now, and it's so much easier to, like, project all of the good things and ignore all of the potential bad that maybe we don't know about, because it's more fun to date. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. On the opposite end of that.
1: So how do you stop holding on to things you could have done once you do go into a committed relationship? So if you actually commit to the situationship and then you're realizing like, well, could have fucked that girl and that Mm -hmm. person, like, then
0: what? Because you're the committer here. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my answer for this is kind of the opposite of what I just said, which is think about um, all of the things you can do now and the things you can do with this person and why you chose to be with this person. Because I've definitely fallen into that trap in past relationships where I've been like, what if there's like a better match for me out there? What if I could mm-hmm. be happier? What if the sex could be, be Like so many like what ifs and it really like soured the relationship for me. But also I think if you're having those thoughts that might Like, I think it's normal to an extent, but after a certain extent, and I don't know where that line is, I think after a certain extent, it's probably a sign that you shouldn't be with that person if you're, like, thinking about how happy you could be or how much fun you could be having without them. But then at the same time, I think it is normal to kind of, like, grieve the different versions of yourself or the different things you could have experienced. But I think the person that you choose to be with should make you more excited than the what ifs that are out there
1: fully yeah Yeah. because in in my previous relationships I I specifically think about when I was with the mistake and I remember I just kind of like done some coming out of bisexual like previous to being in a relationship with him and I definitely was feeling like did I do enough before I got into this relationship? Mm. Like, did I get Mm -hmm. everything out of my system? And I didn't feel like I did. And I was like, I still have this burning desire to be with queer people. You are so not that. And I definitely had a lot of what I could have done in my mind. And that was definitely indic- indicative of the fact that we shouldn't have been in a relationship, but yep. with my partner, and I don't want to act like I'm like this non-committal per- person. That's just like not who I've like traditionally been in my life. Mm-hmm. But with my partner, we're in a committed relationship and I'm not sitting around ever thinking about what ifs. In fact, mm-hmm. if I was like, what if we weren't together? My immediate thought is not Oh, I can do this. My immediate thought is just absolute panic yeah. and like, no, my God, I never, no, I never want her to not be my everything yeah. like no, yeah. And that's very much like, yeah, because I do want to be, I'm, I'm very committed to her. I don't have any mm-hmm. regrets. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing I feel like I still need to do. And if it is, we'll do it together. Like, I just can't right. think of anything and I don't think that's just because I think it's partially like where I am in my life and partially because of our relationship mm-hmm. and the fact that like, she's, you know, like the love of my life. Yeah, <laughs> So I don't really give a fuck about like, what I could have done. Like I yeah. just want her.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like the biggest sign for me because I never felt this way about like, mm-hmm. one, like I've always been like, the grass might be greener. And it's like, what can you, Live with not experiencing, and what can you live with with that person? And can you live like can you deal with it? Is that really what you want, or like are you just like miserable because you're missing out or whatever? Um, that's something I've actually like talked to a therapist about in the past. So it's like wild to like not be in that headspace anymore, right? uh And so like I feel like when you aren't there, like you know, but also, I also, I do think it's normal to have those thoughts to some extent, especially in the beginning of the relationship.
1: Yeah. No, I could I go that for sure. Yeah.
0: So our last
1: question for situationships, uh, and this is a fun one as an Aries with a Pisces Venus, how do you avoid falling in love in situationships? <laughs> I feel like the same could go for you as a cancer, thousands of cancer placements. How many, six cancer placements or whatever. With a cancer (laughs) Venus. Yeah. Cancer, 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 whatever. Yeah. How, how would you avoid it as Um, another sign who's prone to commitment
0: and love? I'll probably just avoid dating or situationships in general, honestly. Like, especially with this person, I feel like they're going to have a tendency to rush into things a bit too fast and be idealizing the other person a lot so it would be very easy Mm. to like fall for someone um especially if you don't like take the time to get to know them um my last situationship was with someone i didn't necessarily like or get along with that much so I was like this will be fine like no feelings will be caught like I don't even really I don't even want to be with this person for more than 12 hours straight like I'm annoyed by them by the time it's time for them to leave and I still ended up catching feelings so I don't know if I have advice for this but what about you Gina since you're a little more detached than I am yeah I
1: feel like anytime I went into a situationship I wasn't like concerned about whether or not I fell in love because I don't know I don't find falling in love to be daunting or scary Mm -hmm. and like that doesn't mean I haven't gotten hurt in situationships I guess I was just like willing to have that be a part of the experience and if you're not like love doesn't always feel like I shouldn't say love doesn't always feel good but when you're in like the situationship stage of things and it's not like your person you're taking risks that might lead to heartbreak and so there is risk of pain associated in pursuing love. And so if you're just going through situationships and you're not actually looking to commit, well, you need to keep them at a distance or do something to protect yourself because if you then fall for them, but you realize that's not actually someone you want to commit to, you're definitely going to feel some pain and that's not like what you want for a good situationship. So like boundaries are always good. You know, don't Mm -hmm. let them sleep over, like keep them, do not treat them like the same as a partner. You have Mm -hmm. to have like a clear difference because if you're treating them the same way you would treat a partner, you're just not labeling it or not closing things off or whatever makes it, you know, unclear. It's still a pseudo relationship rather than this like fun light thing. And so you're going to start to, like it's not, it, not guaranteed, but it's not surprising to me that you would start to catch right. feelings. So you have to make it less serious and less whatever. And like, you know, for that, maybe that's somebody that you have a situation ship on vacation where it's temporary mm-hmm. instead of your next door neighbor, where you could easily just end up moving in, you know, and just becoming one big house, like compound yeah. style, you know, like <laughs> you have to have a uh, self-awareness to know when you're gonna just become obsessed with that person regardless of whether or not they're good for you or if you're like me you know that you're gonna be a little flighty and it's not not really gonna matter in the end how it happens but then I also think that when you fall in love with the right person situationships aren't even that's it's not a thing you just want to mm-hmm. be in a relationship
0: yeah yeah if it is the right situation ship it'll be fine um I also think like okay this is a weird thing I thought of when you were talking um but maybe like practicing mindfulness and not letting yourself like daydream or go off on a train of thought about them because maybe the issue is that you start like the yearning and idealizing and daydreaming and all of this stuff and that's how your feelings start to develop and maybe you need to be able to like shut those thoughts off before they can go too far so whether that's like Mm -hmm. keeping yourself busy having other things going on um practicing meditating and shutting those thoughts off if that's really what you want i also think maybe dating around and having multiple situationships or like you know just not getting too serious with any one person could help prevent that because at, when you spend time with someone for a while like you're going to start to develop hopefully some fond feelings to that for them and if you have like a habit of falling in love with people obviously you're a little bit more prone to that. So I think, yeah, figuring out ways to like make your life full without that person would be a good way to avoid it.
1: Yeah. 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 Self-awareness overall. Yes. All right. Well, with that, that is going to cover situationships. So please send us your questions, your suggestions for future episode topics, anything you want to hear us talk about, any advice you can do that by calling in at 724-209-8877. You can send us an email, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram or follow us anywhere on social media at SAFIC Survival Guide. Except for X slash Twitter, which is just Sapphic Survival. If you really like us and want some bonus content, we release a bonus episode with every regular episode on our Patreon every single week. There's tons of extra stuff there, including video options of everything we release. So that can be found at patreon.com/slash sapphic survival guide. And for myself, you can find me anywhere online at the LibreGina, including my website, the LibreGina com, And you can listen to um Hello wherever you listen to podcasts for all of your Jersey Shore Recaps Season 3 coming out
0: very soon. And you can find me, Cheyenne at Hot Messbean, on pretty much any social media platform. With that, class is now dismissed. <laughs>